Hello everyone and welcome to the MoPod, brought to you by MoDate, where we discuss everything Mo, from modern orthodoxy to my opinions and more. I'm your host Evan Harris and we have a great guest for you today. Let's get to it. Today we're sitting down with Aria Sunshine. How are you, Mr. Sunshine? We are doing good. We are doing good. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to have you. So I'm going to ask you the same question that I'm going to ask everyone who is in this specific bundle of the season what does the word religious mean to you what does the word religious are we going straight into it right now straight into it what does the word religious mean to me i would say if i could give it one explanation as far as off the top of my head religious or or religion in general is um you know being okay with where you're at and what I mean by that is that nowadays the word religion can be so um, misconceived. It could be used in, in so many ways. And the way that I look at it is like if you're happy or if you know that you're on the right path to where you want to be or, you know, doing the right thing, then whatever you may be doing, whether, you know, you're keeping all 613 mitzvahs or, or whether, you know, you're just starting to keep kosher or whatever it may be. I think as long as you're, you know, happy with where you're at or happy with the path that you're going on, then you can consider yourself religious. And that's that's what I would say religion means. All right. Profound answers. So let's dive into who you are, where you're coming from and everything that just went into that answer. So what is it like being a kid from Akron, Ohio? Well, uh, as tough as a, as a decision as it is, I, you know, I had to move out to South Beach like uh, my guy LeBron. <laughs> But uh, in reality, growing up in Cleveland, Ohio, I think it uh, I think it taught me a lot of things that, you know, I, I wouldn't learn anywhere else. It, it taught me the value of, of friendships, of families, of uh, of going to sleep and not going to uh, not going to any stores past eight o'clock. Always good to know, especially now in adult life, you know, with those things closing down. And uh, yeah, I, I think just the value of family friendships and you know being true to myself is is definitely some positives growing up in cleveland do you think the cleveland modern orthodox community is strong and provides a strong jewish identity definitely the cleveland jewish community whether it's religious um you know secular religion or uh you know any type of way that you would want to call it i'd say is extraordinarily strong very underrated um very big I, I don't know the exact numbers about it, but definitely up there in the United States. And, you know, Cleveland is not up there in many things in the United States. But uh, if you look into it, you know, I had someone tell me the other day that it's it's within the top, I think, 10 or, or within that range of, of Jewish communities. And um, as far as strong, yeah, I, I definitely think um, it provides it provides uh, people with the opportunity to to be whoever they want to be and and whatever level of religion that is, um, you know, there's, there's boundless opportunities there. Would you rather live in Cleveland or Chicago? That's a, that's a tough question. Are, are you asking current REA, former REA, future REA? Uh, the whole, the whole picture. We'll go with current REA. Current REA. I would, uh, I would probably rather live in Chicago. And uh, it definitely pains me to say it. Uh, not trying to live in the past here, but Eider Crown was was 
probably, you know, the biggest rivals back in the day. But uh, Chicago, I think, is is a mix between New York and Cleveland, whereas you have um, you have, you know, great people and a, a great city and, and opportunities as well. But it's not as crazy as New York is or, or maybe and it's not as laid back as Cleveland is. So, you know, I take Chicago right now just because it, it kind of seems like the best of both worlds. Gotcha. So we're a pretty anti-Chicago podcast, but that's fine. You know, I guess we don't even think about Cleveland. So back to the the reason you're on the podcast, Mr. Sunshine, besides for just being a phenomenal character and a great person to have to listen to for a half hour or whatever it is. Would you say that at any point in your life you went off the derrick? Definitely, definitely. And, and you know, the derrick is, I would say, a synonymous word to religion in my mind in the sense that you know, there's no real definition to it. Um, you know, people could say there's a definition to it. And, you know, if you ask 10 people, I guarantee you, you get at least seven, eight different answers. Maybe two or three people have the same answers because they grew up in the same, you know, because they reached out to seven, eight people of their own and had the same answers. But for the most part, you're going to get different answers. But um, bringing it back to the question, I definitely would say that I did. Um, I grew up pretty modern orthodox um as far as you know keeping kosher keeping shabbos um you know going to shabbos every day for school getting up before uh 9 a.m you know it'd be 8 a.m shabbos every day and that was like definitely a big part um big part in my life and like not something i you know took for granted and but it was kind of just like systematic um mm-hmm. but yeah i i would say honestly i started um quote unquote going off the derrick or more like um figuring out what other options there were out there i would say um during my year in israel and and that's not a shot you know at the place where i went or the people who i was around too because you know this was this was a me thing more than anything else um and then after that i would say you know first couple years of college definitely you know experimented and and you know, try different things out. Um, and so, yeah, I would say that's that's where I kind of saw my journey take a turn in a different direction than quote unquote the derech. But um, yeah, I, th- I think I answered the question there. I'm not sure. Yeah. So you actually d- dove into something that I wanted to touch upon. How do you feel about the term off the derech? How do I feel about the term off the derech? I think it's a good term to have because in general, it gives people a sense of, you know, where you once were slash where you want to be. It's kind of a place, you know, I guess Derek is like path, but I think of it more um, as a place. But I also think that, you know, um, it's, it's tough to say whether someone's, you know, off the Derek, on the Derek. In reality, everyone's, everyone has their own different Derek, you know, everyone has their own journey. And so even if quote unquote, someone's derech is, you know, stopping to keep Shabbos, stopping to keep kosher, um, that doesn't mean that they're off it. Maybe that means that they're actually on it. You know, they're going through what, what their life is, you know, transpiring to be, but maybe that's exactly where they need to be at that time. So I think that, you know, derech is a good word, but I think the way people use it maybe could be adjusted a little bit. Gotcha. So you mentioned Israel and college. So just want to go deeper into your college experience. 
Can you tell us more about what colleges you attended and what was caused by the environment you were in? Yeah, for sure. So um, I started off my collegiate career at uh, Columbus State Community College. It's the community college is connected to uh, Ohio State. The Ohio and State. The Ohio State. Thank you for correcting me. I was thinking about saying it, but then I was like, I don't know if I should say it, but you know what? You you got me you got me on the uh, on the right side there. But yeah, it was it was pretty crazy because I went from an environment, you know, graduating high school, 23 kids going to Yeshiva, 25, 26 kids. And then being in that environment, Columbus State, Ohio State, 60,000 people. Um, it was crazy. And so that definitely gave me a lot of different experiences, kind of showed me, um, you know, everything that was that was out there. Um, and that was a time in and of itself. In in reality, it didn't last so long. I think I was there about six months. Um, just to remember, you know, I was 18 years old. Um, I kind of didn't have my, you know, feet on the ground at that point. And so I was just living in the moment, having a good time. And uh, my parents told me after six months, you know, I, I think they saw that first report card and they were like, yeah, man, we are, we are not uh, sponsoring, you know, this party anymore. <laughs> so um, I went from there. Uh, I went back home to Cleveland. I uh, went to Cuyahoga Community College. So this is my second community college. And, you know, shout out to Tri-C. That's what they call it over there in the land. Um, definitely taught me how to, you know, sit down, uh, take, take, you know, classes seriously and actually gain something from it. Um, from there, I went to my third community college, which was Borough of Manhattan Community College, you know, great place. I think all three community colleges provided um, different, really valuable lessons um, per each one. You know, Columbus Day, I really couldn't take advantage of it just because I was so sidetracked by everything else going on. Um, and then, yeah, after after Borough Manhattan Community College, I eventually transferred to uh, to Baruch, both of our alma maters. And, uh, and yeah, Baruch definitely taught me about New York City. And, you know, as cliche as it gets, um, you know, I think that, you know, if you can make it in Baruch, you can make it anywhere. Same thing with New York City. So, so yeah, I, I don't know if I answered the question again, but uh, if I missed anything. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You're answering all the questions. Don't worry about it. So, yeah, I actually minored in New York City studies. So definitely learned a lot about New York City. And you definitely have a colorful collegiate career. And I'm wondering when you say off there, if you're comfortable sharing exactly where you were and where you ended up and just kind of I remember when we we first met in Israel but we really met more so downtown and when we started to become friends downtown you still were not on the derach and then one day during the summer if you remember I saw you at Minion on a weekday and I'm like what is Sunshine doing here and so I just want to hear kind of the details of where you were let's say after high school your path in Israel and college, more details on what you actually did, if you're willing to share, and kind of like how you came back to it. For sure, for sure. And, you know, I want to start off my answer by saying that I'm extremely grateful and appreciative for, you know, every single school and institution and, you know, anything that I've been a part of. Um, I hope with the answers that I'm saying or, or anything like that, that, you know, no one's taking offense to it. I think, you know, Fuchs Mizrahi did and does an amazing job. I think Ashrenu does an amazing job. 
And, you know, all the colleges that I went to also unbelievable. So, you know, big shout out to them. Um, I don't want, you know, anything that I say to be taken out of context um, because I do really appreciate it. And there are definitely people that I'm forever grateful for in all those places. Um, back to back to the question, though, like where I was at. So, you know, after graduating high school, I was still uh, keeping Shabbos, keeping kosher, uh, you know, living, living, a, 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 you know, day to day, quote unquote, modern Orthodox life. Um, and then in Israel, you know, you're kind of taken out of the bubble of high school and you're given this freedom to decide things on your own. Um, you know, you go out to Tel Aviv, you go out to, to Jerusalem, Ben Yehuda, like you're given all this opportunity and it's kind of there for you. So I definitely took advantage of that. And so I'd say I probably stopped keeping Shabbos there. Um, and again, it had nothing to do with where I was at or, you know, who I was with. This was, this was really, a me figuring out who I was type of thing. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that I stopped keeping Shabbos and stopped keeping kosher when I was in Israel. Um, and that kind of lasted, I would say, you know, four or five years, even leading into me coming to New York, um, coming to New York eventually. I think, you know, the days where I was at Ohio State or Columbus State Community Colleges were definitely some of my least religious days but um yeah i mean if i could do everything again you know if i had the choice to do that or to you know do something else i would do it again a hundred times over because again the people who i met at ohio state the people you know who i met at these different community colleges and 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 the relationships that i i built and and you know the people who i'm still in touch with i you know i'm grateful i'm, I'm blessed you know i don't mean that in like an arrogant way or anything like that but like um yeah I, I think that as far as religious wise i wasn't really doing so much but you know i was learning from people i was learning i was learning about life um and that was a big thing and you know i i think i came to new york um eventually because i was like you know what i i want to be in a, a environment where i could hang out with people um you know go out but also have the Jewish lifestyle of like, you know, there's, there's shul if I want to go, or, you know, there's, there's these events where I know other people will be who, you know, are more affiliated, more on, on that derech that we were, you know, discussing before. Um, and so, yeah, once I was in New York, um, honestly, there were a couple of big steps along the way, as far as what took me to, uh, what took me to where I'm at. I would say one of them is that, um, I woke up one morning and I had like this terrible, terrible stomach pain. Granted, I had been drinking very heavily um, the night before. So I was like, you know what? Maybe it's just a stomach ache. Like this will pass. Um, but it lasted like a good day or so. So I went to the doctor. Um, you know, doctor's like, listen, you know, you you kind of need to change your diet. You, you, you need to change your regimen because, you know, what you're doing right now is not is not healthy. And so you know, besides drinking, and I wasn't like a heavy drinker or anything like that, but, you know, a regular uh, weekend drinker. And I was also kind of just eating, you know, everything, fast food, like, like not keeping kosher, kind of just uh, eating, eating, you know, the normal college kids life lifestyle and what they would eat. Um, so that was a big step for me, because I knew I needed to go on a diet. And I knew that if I started 
keeping kosher, you know, even, even if it was just meat, um, I knew that I would, uh, you know, be eating healthier um, because I had a lot of friends who, you know, were keeping kosher who were cooking at home or, or, you know, there was, there was a lot more food available that, that would have been healthier than just fast food. Um, granted, it, it may have been a little more expensive, but uh, I think it was worth it for the health benefits. Um, yeah, that was one thing. Um, let me know if I'm rambling on too much. No, no, it's good. Keep going. Um, another thing, you know, I don't know if this guy is gonna, is gonna ever watch this podcast, but someone who really had a, had a really big impact on me, um, is Moshe Fryer. He's a guy who I went to yeshiva with, you know, definitely an all time guy. Um, and so I think the impact he had on me was, it was the summer, the first summer in which I had moved to New York. Um, and he came to stay for, for a Shabbos, you know, I wasn't keeping uh, Shabbos or I was starting to keep kosher at that point, but I wasn't keeping Shabbos yet. And, and yeah, I mean, it was, it was a powerful weekend. I can't, I can't really explain it, but you know, he, he kind of just, you know, um, we spoke a lot, you know, we talked very deeply um, and, you know, ever since that weekend, I've definitely been more interested in trying to keep, you know, trying to keep Shabbos. Um, so those two things I would say had a very big impact was one, when the doctor told me like, you have to change your lifestyle, you have to change, you know, your eating habits. I kind of took that as a sign. Um, and the second thing was, you know, Moshe coming over for that weekend and kind of, uh, yeah, telling, telling me a couple of things that I, you know, could be doing better. And, and, and he kind of opened my eyes to a couple of things in which I didn't think were too crazy to try and do. Um, and, and yeah, definitely, definitely shout out to him. Okay. So a more surprising sight than even seeing you at Minion that morning was when Jason Lazarus, our director of HR, and I saw you and our classmate, Yocheved, at the ZOA gala. And we found out that you were dating. So obviously you're now married. Otherwise, I wouldn't bring that up. That would be very strange. So I'm wondering, how did you meet Yocheved? And did you feel like you yourself were religiously settled when you met Yocheved? It's a great question. I'll start off by saying that, um, you know, even, even today, current day as is, I wouldn't consider myself religiously settled um you know every single day is a journey and so you know that adding on to that point um you know i'm kind of talking about where i was less religious versus more religious i don't think i'm you know on that there you know i'm i don't think i'm on that line even today you know every day is a journey every day is is something else you know a new challenge a new opportunity um you know i'm i'm, I'm grateful for it and you know i think i'm in a thank god thank god a great place um, but as far as religiously settled, that's, that's an everyday type of journey. So that definitely not when I, you know, met Yocheved, but even, even nowadays, um, I would say, you know, it's, it's still a challenge, still an opportunity for me to grow. Um, but getting back to how, how me and Yocheved met, um, we were on a Hillel Shabbaton, shout out to Hillel of Baruch. Love you guys. Uh, so many free pizzas. So many uh, food opportunities, you know, opportunities to meet people. Um, and so, yeah, they they kind of convinced me to go on this Trabatone. Um, you know, so I was just chilling, having a good time in the Hamptons. 
Um, and it was it was Saturday, Shabbos afternoon. Um, and there was a couple of different sports going on. As as you may know, you know, I, I definitely take sports pretty seriously. For for the viewers out there, me and Evan were on the same basketball team for a little. It was, it was absolutely an amazing opportunity to play with you. Hope we could do it again. Um and yeah, I was we were out there playing sports and so I was like, you know what, Arya, like you gotta calm down. You got to take it, you know, a little less seriously. This is obviously just a fun environment. And, you know, then I saw, um, I saw this, this, I saw Yocheved and she was, you know, giving it 110%. It was a soccer game and she was giving it 110%. And I was like, who is that? You know, everyone else just, you know, chilling, passing the ball around. Obviously I'm giving it 110%. I'm in my Shabbos clothes, you know, Schwitz and, um, and I see Ochebe giving it a hundred percent too. And I was like, like, that's crazy. Like I've never seen someone else like give it that much effort before. Um, so that was probably my first big impression of Yocheve. Um, uh, got to know her over that weekend and, and yeah, the religion thing, um, Yocheve was definitely more religious than me when we first met. Um, but it was never like something where I thought about like, Oh, this is too crazy. Because, you know, going back to the first point, religion is, is just is just a term. You know, there's no there's no real definition to religion. It's kind of everyone's on this path, in my mind, you know, on their own path. And so we just happened to meet uh, at the right time. You know, I'm blessed. Thank God. Um, and yeah, I think I think we really headed off from there. Obviously, it took it took some getting used to because even when we met, which was, you know, November 2019 i believe like right before the pandemic i still i still wasn't keeping shabbos full time i would say you know i was trying um but i wasn't keeping it full time and i think that she has just been an extremely amazing help for me you know trying to find out more about who i am you know helping me out on my religious journey and you know i hope that i'm i could be the same for her that's amazing to hear. And I just want to second the note that it was great playing on the same team as you a year ago in the Young Israel League. And I do hope to do that again one day. And so I'm wondering, do you think that if you had never met Yochebed, you would be where you are today religiously? Or what do you think would happen in that scenario? And do you think that, let's say you were still single do you think that dating just dating itself no matter who it was had an impact on you religiously two two great questions um as far as like right now where i am and if i would have been here um if i wasn't with yochebed i would say eventually it probably would have been um it probably would have been a slower process you know to get to to where i am i think that yochebed being you know, at the level of religion that she was at, um, definitely helped me, I guess, strive at, at a faster pace. But I, I definitely was interested, you know, I, I don't think it was like, oh, I met Yochebed and then boom, there's this 180 transformation. I think I was kind of, you know, on this journey going upwards and she kind of helped me get from, you know, level two to level five or whatever it is. Um, and so, yeah, definitely grateful for that. And I think your, your second question was, um, something about it having to do with, uh, dating and, and religion wise. Can you repeat the second question you have? Sure. Yeah. Just 
do you think that if you were single and not dating anyone, not married, then that would have an impact on you religiously? Do you think that the accountability, no matter who you're with, has an impact on you, on anyone religiously? That's that's another great question. Um, I think that I think that there would be some differences. You know, I don't know if if I would be exactly where I'm at today, but again, it's, it's tough to say. I don't think I could put a clear cut answer on that because, you know, even with the slightest change of things, um, things could have been totally different, but, uh, you know, never take anything for granted and definitely really happy with where I'm at right now. So I, I don't know if I could answer that as far as like, just because I don't know, you know what for I'm sure. saying? For sure. So I'm not sure how familiar you are with the general setup process, but I'm sure you know that people are are pretty nitpicky when it comes to religion. And do you have any advice for people that are maybe overly nitpicky when it comes to hashkafa or religion? And is there anything you think people should maybe care less about before even going on a first date? Yeah, definitely. Um, Evan, I got to tell you, these questions are, are five star. I'm a seasoned um, vet by now. Wow. Um, what I would say is, you know, open and, and, and broaden your horizons at the beginning, definitely. You know, whether it's a first date or even just hanging out with somebody, um, regardless of their religious level, I think, I think for the first couple of dates, you could kind of throw everything out the window and kind of see where your, where your minds are at you know, what, not about religion, not about, um, you know, any one thing or the other, but kind of just see if you guys, you know, mesh, if you, if you fit well together, if you could carry a conversation, um, and, you know, if you enjoy being around them, I think that, you know, as things start to get a little more serious, it's good to, it's good to, you know, have things, have things set, like in, in, in the sense that, you know, I think that conversations need to be had um, as far as like, oh, you know, I'll do this one day or, you know, I won't do this one day. I don't think it should be like that. I think it should kind of be like, oh, you know, we've we've kind of discussed this. Um, you know, if you're interested in doing it, can we try, you know, both keeping Shabbos or, or can we try, you know, only eating dairy out instead of eating meat? Um, so again, to, to go back to your question, I think that, you know, everyone needs to go in with an open mindset where, wherever it is. Like you never know, you know, you can never judge a book by its cover. And I think uh, in today's day and age when everyone knows everyone and everyone's mutual friends with everyone, you kind of hear a lot about a person even before you go out with them. And I don't think that's so fair. You know what I'm saying? I think yeah. that everyone should give everybody a chance because you, you never know when, you know, you're going to meet your soulmate. You never know when you're going to meet the person who you're going to, you know, spend the rest of your life with. So I think that um, besides just like listening to what other people are saying or like looking at somebody's Facebook or Instagram and being like, Oh, you know, he wasn't wearing a keeper there or he was shirtless or, you know, she wasn't wearing, you know, sleeves that were covering whatever it may be. I think, you know, you kind of have to throw that out the back door and just go in open mindset um, and yes, see where things go. Okay. So we're going to dive into a segment here on the Mopod called, let me paint you a picture. 
which in season one was strictly dating stories, but now we're going to make it uh, expand it a little. Going to be a religious journey question. You ready? Ready. Okay. Scott grew up modern Orthodox, but never really resonated with Halakha. He went to a yeshiva day school, but did not get along with any of his rabbis. Whilst attending a secular college, he met a girl on campus who he really liked. And this girl lived a religious lifestyle that Scott felt was meaningful and worth pursuing. Jewish. They started dating and Scott started picking up various tendencies and becoming more and more observant of halacha. After dating for a year, Scott was shocked when his girlfriend ended things and he found out that she was cheating on him. Scott couldn't handle the betrayal and broke up with her. Scott doesn't know what to do because the basis of his religiosity came from his ex-girlfriend who did this terrible thing, but he did feel like his life was becoming more meaningful. What advice would you give to Scott? I would tell Scott that, you know, as, as much as he thinks that his journey was solely based on his girlfriend, I think it was a lot more to do with him personally. You know, I, I think that even though he may say that, you know, everything, every part of the foundation that he has is from her, um, you know, he should really look into whether or not that's, that's factual or that's more coming from, you know, his emotions in the moment. I think he could kind of tend to overreact to things, you know, during a, a stressful time, such as a breakup and an emotional time. Um, and he should kind of, you know, try things on his own for a little bit, meaning, you know, continue with the lifestyle he was trying with the halachas that he was into. And, you know, if he's still interested, then, then yeah, great. Then he realizes, you know, this is, this is who he's supposed to be. And if, if, you know, perchance it was that he was only doing it for her, then I think, you know, he's got to start at step one again. If, he, if he's interested, if he's not interested, you know, do what he's interested in doing. I'm a big believer in, you know, everybody doing what they're interested in doing. You know, life's too short to be living someone else's lifestyle. Um, but again, I think the biggest thing would be to try and see, like, if it really was something that he was doing just for somebody or if it was something that he was internally wanting to do himself um, and if he's still interested but it was like he was doing it for somebody else then you know you kind of got to start in step one you know go over the motions go through what you did the first time and and, and see where it takes you awesome advice moving on to the mopod lightning round you ready i hope so why was six afraid of seven because seven eight nine do you prefer whatsapp or iMessage whatsapp who is your favorite player on the cleveland browns that's tough because they always get traded, but I would say nowadays probably Miles Garrett. Okay, even though he assaulted Mason Rudolph. Listen, that's a Pittsburgh Steeler. I uh, I'll allow anything. Okay, favorite shul you've ever been to? The shul in the Hamptons that I was at for the weekend. I met Yochanan. Wow, very nice. Would you rather wake up at five a.m. every day or go to sleep at three a.m. every night? Wake up at five a.m. Do you prefer top sheets or duvet covers? I don't know what either of those really mean. I, <laughs> I just do one sheet. Okay. Do you own more jerseys or baseball hats? Jerseys. Thank you, Aria Sunshine, for coming on the Mopod. Anything else you want our listeners to know before we sign off? Every day, every day is a journey. Um, you know, throw judgment out the window. Judgment, I feel like, comes to the top of people's minds. But, uh, you know, don't let it get to you. Live a good life. Meet good people. Have good times. And, uh Wishing everybody the best. I, I appreciate you having me on here. All right. Thank you, sir. Pop the volume.